On today's episode, we are talking about trust accounts and how trustworthy they are. Uh, No, but really, the who, what, when, where, why of trust accounts. Welcome to the Lady Lawyer League podcast. They are a league of lady lawyers in an all-female law firm in Omaha, Nebraska called Hightower Rough Law. On this podcast, you'll hear stories of what it's like to be a lady lawyer and an entrepreneur. Now it's time to talk about the law, share real-life stories about representing clients, and discuss the current events of the week. It's the Lady Lawyer League podcast with Susan Ruff and Tracy Hightower-Henny. Susan, what's new with you today? Well, I'm having my mammogram right after we're done with the episode today. I'm going to go get my annual check. That sounds fun. Seal claps. Oh, I think that was maybe like the noise that might happen at the mammogram. (laughs) Slapping? Oh, no. Yes. Squishy. Squishy. That's a nice way to describe what happens during the mammogram. Yeah. Have you had one? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's like... So I was telling my husband, I was like, oh, I have my mammogram tomorrow. He goes, you sound a little excited. I go, well, it's always good to know you don't have any problems, you know, like get the results and know it's clean or clear or whatever they call it. that's the part that excites you. Well, and I just like knowing I checked off all those adulting boxes. Yeah. You know? Sometimes when I have those adulting boxes to check off and you check off one, like the mammogram gets checked off today and you're like, yeah. Maybe I don't have any boxes to check for a while, and then you're like, Monday comes around, and you're like, fuck, there's another box. I gotta check. Like, I have it off to again. get my teeth cleaned, and then I have to have a colonoscopy, and then I have to have my thyroid checked, and then my car needs an oil changed, right? Yeah. Adulting. Oh. I had to pay a bunch of property taxes. That's a real adulting thing. And real taxes? I just talked to my. <laughs> Wait, do you have fake taxes? Well, I meant, meant like not property oh, whatever like income taxes yeah or whatever also we're not talking about taxes on today's show because we have no idea what they are <laughs> yeah yeah so it's almost tax time too so lots of adulting happening yeah Gross. but we do pay taxes all the time when we buy something you know sales tax right <laughs> yes that's the all right we're done with taxes i'm rolling my eyes yeah we're, we're bringing the mood down <laughs> so What's, well hi well, i mean our trust account exciting R R R our A R E trust accounts exciting. Mm, I think it's we're gonna make who you're talking to. We're gonna make it more exciting than taxes, at least. Our trust account is very non-exciting because we follow all the rules. O U R trust account. Yeah, High Tower Ref Law. Yeah, yeah. I mean, rule followers. It is a good thing, but it's true. It can be kind of boring. But this episode won't be boring because we're going to tell you some really good stories about safekeeping property, which is the actual rule of professional conduct that trust accounts fall into. What's a rule of professional conduct? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So the Supreme Court of Nebraska gives us a rule book. When you're an attorney, you have to follow the rules. Yeah. All the time. All the rules. (laughs) And if you don't, you get disbarred. Oh my gosh. Uh, and they tell you that like from the minute you enter law school and they probably remind you two, three times a week. Don't do that. You'll get disbarred. Yeah. And at least at my my in my experience. So we have federal rules or national rules under the ABA, which is the American Bar Association, and then every state has their sort of like screw you, ABA, we're gonna make our own rules. And they're pretty close and similar to the ABA rules, but the ABA so rules are like way more progressive, though. Oh, they are. Yeah. Oh. So, so Nebraska has adopted some of them, but not all. 
and we usually adopt them like five years after the ABA has adopted. So do we animals. have to follow both the ABA no. and okay? The ABA is not mandatory. Okay, good to know. Yeah. So we're talking today only about the Nebraska rules of professional conduct, the Correct. less progressive ones. Yes. I so I gave a presentation to a law school class this week. At Creighton, did you tell them, do that, you'll get disbarred, don't do that, you'll get disbarred. Yeah, 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 that was basically my 90 minute presentation. Uh, But I was asked to come present on what it's like being a family law attorney in a professional responsibility class. Mm. So I had this presentation that talks about rules of professional conduct. And then the professor before the class was like, I really want you to focus on what it's like being a family law attorney. And I did. And I hope that I turned off the people from family law that won't actually like it. Right. <laughs> I was like raw and honest about what it's like being a family law attorney. How many students were asleep? No, none were asleep. <laughs> How many were diligently listening there was a lot uh there was really good questions at the end in fact one of the questions that i thought was really great was um you didn't say that your husband's an attorney and so how do you deal with communication with your husband as a lawyer and i said well oftentimes he asks me if i'm deposing him in conversations (laughs) and i usually say yes i am i need you to answer the question it's either yes or no so there was good questions your husband knows what deposing means. Yeah. I don't he, think mine does. He, he says he feels like he's in a deposition anytime he and I communicate. Mine just says interview. Is this a, is this a legal interview? <laughs> oh, he needs to use the correct term. Well. Deposition. I like to keep him in the dark. <laughs> but I think it's funny. One of the things that I tell the class, this is the third time I've presented to this class of professional responsibility. I tell them in law school, my lowest grade was in the professional responsibility class. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. It was like too, too structured of rules or something. Hmm. Did you take it your first year or your second year? I don't remember. Probably my second year. So I took it my second year too. I don't remember what my grade was, but I don't think it was my lowest. I think that I would have remembered, but it, I remember. And by low, I mean A minus. <laughs> kidding uh i won't tell you what the grade was but i think that we are pretty ethical and professionally responsible people in our office so today we are talking only about the rule about safekeeping property which is trust account so what is a trust account a trust account is a kind of bank account that attorneys have where we have to keep safe keep safe keep you should never put money in a bank if you don't feel safe about it. <laughs> if it's unsafe. Yeah. This bank is unsafe. Um, yes. It's the bank account where money goes from our clients that is considered unearned. Why are you getting unearned money? Because. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what we do. Yeah. Uh, because our clients pay us to engage our services before we've actually done work for them. So like at the very beginning of the case, we're getting a chunk of money from the client to put us on retainer, I'm doing air quotes, on retainer. And then as we work on the case, we bill against that. And so that money has to stay somewhere safe in the trust account. And then as we earn it, we transfer from the trust account into another account where we can actually use and spend the money. So the trust account, we don't pay bills from the trust account. We don't pay, you know, clients, uh, 
deposition fees, filing fees. We don't pay the rent out of that account. It's literally like a holding account. Yeah, and so as lawyers, um, especially under the rules of professional conduct, we're required to keep a pretty good accounting, well not pretty good, a very good accounting of our trust account um, to show what needs to be in there as unearned fees, um, what we can take out when we earn the money, and then oftentimes too, when we talk about trust accounts, we're using that account to deposit funds in there that um, may not even be fees. So, for example, in a family law case, we may have a house sold in the middle of a divorce and the proceeds may go into one of the attorney's trust accounts for safekeeping until it's decided who's going to get the proceeds and how that's going to be split. So sometimes there's even money in there that never will be lawyers right. money. It's just a safe place to keep the money. Yeah. And the other really interesting thing about at least in Nebraska, our trust account is co-owned by the Nebraska Bar Association, and they receive the interest. Yeah. What they do with the interest, I don't know. No, I think it goes towards um, filing fees for... Indigent people, maybe. Correct. Or something like that. I'm sure there's an accounting in that's public somewhere of how much money they get off attorney trust account. Yes. Fees or interest. Um, but... At any time, anyone you know can from the bar association or, well, it's probably not. It's probably the there's probably a committee through the Council of Discipline. Yes, that can probably pull up your trust account and look at it. And you know, I think a red flag would be if money comes in and then the very next day all of that money would go out, right? Or even the same day. Or if it looked like you were spending from your account, like if it was like $2.43 at scooters. <laughs> Do not buy scooters from your trust account. And by the way, you can't buy anything for $2.43 at scooters. Maybe a bottle of water. Maybe a bottle of water, <laughs> but probably not. Maybe like a mini cinnamon roll. Yeah. I do. Probably not there. But if it looks like you're spending from your trust account, I think that would be a huge red flag. Yes. So trust accounts are, you know, that part of the rule of safekeeping property that's pretty simple um, and how we keep money. So when our, our clients retain us, their original retainer goes into our trust account. We do an accounting at the end of the month and then f earned fees are removed from there. But the other part of the rule, which is actually way more exciting, is property in the sense of personal property. Stuff. Yeah, sometimes we have to hold stuff for our clients. What kind of cool stuff have you ever <laughs> been asked to hold for your client? Or you not know, so cool stuff, even? Oftentimes it's jewelry, right? So we may be in the middle of a divorce case and people don't want to see each other, but they're okay maybe picking up stuff from their spouse's attorney's office. Yeah. Which also is interesting to me, too. Like, do I want to go to my soon-to-be ex-husband's attorney's office to pick up stuff? If you're an adult, you'd be okay with it. <laughs> so you're checking that adult box? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, it has been a lot of jewelry that I think we've held. One time there was a safe. I was told that there was gold in it. Was it a big safe? I never saw the safe. It was a little safe. You like know, a lock like a lockbox? Yeah, like the ones you would see in a hotel. Did it have like the spinny or was it like a digital code? I don't remember. Did you try to open it? No. Oh, shoot. So in that moment, I was... Do you I look was... at the jewelry? Sure, yeah. Like if it's a box, you're like, maybe it's empty. 
Oh, nope, there is a ring in there. <laughs> well, we have to be safekeeping about it, right? We yeah. need to know what's in there. Yeah. But the safe, I remember thinking at the time the safe was dropped off, I have no clue what's inside the safe. And also when personal property is dropped, dropped off at our office, I feel this level of some anxiety over liability. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. this person needs to pick this up right away. What if our office gets broken into and, you know, all of that. But one time there was a gun that needed to be transported Ew. between the parties. And I really felt uncomfortable about that. And it got dropped off and picked up immediately. Oh. Um, and I remember there was, you know, like the bright yellow lock on it trigger lock or what something kind of a gun it was some sort of handgun see i didn't see the gun either well i probably was like don't let susan see the gun yeah i so <laughs> note <laughs> public service announcement i would not accept a, i would tell someone they had to figure it out on their yeah. own i'd say you could do it in the parking lot <laughs> yeah or something i i i hope to die never having touched a gun and uh and I, I also wouldn't want to put someone working here in a position that they felt uncomfortable with, too. Yeah. So I think I remember thinking no one touched the gun. So no one's fingerprints are on it. Because what if it's used in a crime later? Um, yeah. Touch it with a Kleenex. <laughs> and then hand sanitize it later. <laughs> I can just see. OK, so Denise is our receptionist and she's so awesome. And she's got this huge personality. And I could just see her coming with this gun in like a Kleenex going, Tracy. <laughs> someone dropped this off for you because <laughs> yeah. we've kind of told her like if someone drops something off for us just grab it you know like because it's usually amazon packages well denise knows it, where in everyone's office we would like our packages dropped off yeah um for example i get wine dropped off because someone over 21 has to sign for it and no one's at home right at my house so i get the wine dropped off and i'm like denise there's this little spot on my floor in my office put it there so she would put the gun on the floor in my office <laughs> If you weren't there. Right. And then you would walk in and be like, holy crap. I'd be like, wait, make sure Susan doesn't know this is here. But you have gotten a weapon. I did. So I had a, well, this was back when our office was right across the street from the courthouse. And I had court in, you know, in person with a client. And we met at the office to prep for the hearing. And then we were getting ready to walk across the street. And she goes, can you hold my knife? <laughs> And I was like, what? And she said, well, I have a pocket knife and they won't let me bring it into the courthouse. And I knew, you know, going through security, I've seen people with like pocket knives and stuff. So I'm expecting it to be like one of those red Swiss army knives, you know, that like literally goes on a keychain that's mostly people use as like a toothpick or clean their fingernails. Mm -hmm. She pulls out like a folding knife that was, I don't know, maybe four or five inches, which I think the legal length of the folding knife blade is three inches or less, but she gave it to me. To be concealed? Yeah. Oh. It's considered a concealed weapon if it's over three or three and a half. Where did she pull it out from? Her like pocket. Her bra? Oh. No. It was in her pocket. It had one of those clips on it. Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah. I, but Four inches. That's pretty big. I didn't. That'll get in a chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you have experience in this area. Just from movies. Oh. I, I didn't unfold it, but I was like... And I think she thought I could carry it into the courthouse for her because I was an attorney. I'm like, I'm not carrying that into the courthouse. I said, <laughs> why don't we just carry guns in? Well, N not true. You can't. Yeah, there's a some attorney got in trouble for that. Sort of. That's another story. But so I said, well, let's just leave it at the office and you can come back later and pick it up. And she's like, OK. So I put it on my desk or whatever. We went to court. I assumed she was going to come back with me. 
I don't know what happened. She, she did left. she go to jail from court? No. It was a family law case. Oh, okay. And then I never actually physically saw her again. And so I put it in her file. So it's probably still in her file. Okay, I'm reading the rule because it says that you have to keep your full accounting for five years. So has it been five years? Can we get rid of it yet? Where's her file now? I, I don't know. We'd have to ask the management team. Is it in storage? Probably. Wow. I mean, you know, it was it was thin. It would fit in a file. Did so. you ever have a Swiss Army knife as a child? No. My oh. parents were like granola. We did not. I mean, the little red folding no, one that had the no. built-in toothpick I was that everyone also loses right away. Wild. So I was not allowed to have. Oh, I had a pink one. I got a pink one for Christmas no. or something. My parents would never. I think I still have it. Should find it. No. You know, yeah, you use the little tiny blade to like clean your nails out, or maybe dig a hole as a kid. <laughs> let's let's do a compare and contrast Susan's childhood to Tracy's childhood. So you had granola. <laughs> we were super granola parents. What does that mean? Like, like hippies? Oh, hippie, yeah, yeah. My, wait, they're. I mean, I had oatmeal a lot as a kid. Does that count? Malta meal? Gross. No. Malta meal. I think you can still grape get nuts. It. That's what we ate. Yeah, we had grape nuts. Yeah. Oh, do Do you like them? Yeah. You're like hard and crunchy and like you feel like your teeth are gonna break <laughs> but that was fun <laughs> <laughs> no my pink swiss army knife was yeah. fun with the barbies so like if you use the pink swiss army knife with barbies it's like a machete <laughs> see yeah not that would not have been okay in my family <laughs> we couldn't do this oh you couldn't point your no. hand in the shape of nope. a gun and you oh. couldn't you couldn't do this like this was the gun the pen because my brother tried to do that and he got in huge trouble. Did you get spanked? We were spanked. I could not, I, we also couldn't say we hated anything. anyone or anything. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, we were spanked too. But I think most people over 35 were probably spanked. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like. You can't say over 40 because I'm not over 40 yet. Well, I was. You were going to, but then you were like, she's not over 40 yet. Well. <laughs> that's not why I don't I don't and our spanking wasn't like ooh that really really hurts right or it was more like oh crap <laughs> <laughs> so we still have the knife somewhere in Hightower Rethlau property yeah we need like an evidence room booked in but we don't have enough room for lawyers so I don't think we have any room for evidence <laughs> <laughs> huh. so um yeah the uh, there was an attorney that we used to office share with uh, who would get paid in like guns and stuff like that. What? Yeah. In exchange? Yeah. Is like, this the same attorney that also received bullets in our office? No. Oh. The well. first office we were in together. Oh, yeah. He he would take a gun in, in payment for the case. It, so he wasn't and holding like, it. serial for, number scratched off? or I? They were like antique. Because that's like, illegal, right? Illegal, yes. Defacing yeah. a firearm. Yeah is illegal so I remember the first time I realized that a sawed off shotgun was literally actually sawed off I was like what like someone taking a saw to it's this? such a literal term yeah I just thought it was like a type of gun I've never no. seen one and it's illegal the, to, is that the defacing part no oh um it's modifying because the barrel has to be so long so that the trajectory does a certain thing See, I know a lot about guns, but... Because you're a criminal defense attorney, too. Well, yeah. But the if the barrel is longer, you're, f you're first of all going to have a more accurate shot. And it doesn't hurt 
it doesn't hurt as much <laughs> if the barrel's longer. Like that's why you saw it off because it's like more deadly. It sprays. I think, right? Oh yeah, because a shotgun. shotgun is like sprays. Yeah, yeah, but it's gonna. You don't have to be as accurate. You can just mow a whole bunch of people down. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> this turned quick. <laughs> All right, we won't safe keep a sawed-off shotgun or a regular shotgun. Right. All right. So maybe, trust account. Maybe, I don't know. We maybe. went from trust account to sawed-off shotguns real quick. Knife. Yeah. Something that we do hold for clients that sometimes I think people don't think of as property is like their documents. Right. You know, people will show up with like the original deed to their house. <laughs> We're like, hold on, take that back. We yeah, don't need that. Don't you have a scanner? Like we can pull it up on the internet. Yeah. But you know, those, there's a lot of confidential information on documents. Um, people will sometimes bring in you know, things that have their social security number, date of birth. A lot of tax returns. Yeah. Copies so, are fine. We don't need the original. We try not to hold originals very long if that's how we've received them. Um, but the rules do require that we safe keep the documents. That's part of safe keeping. Right. Not necessarily in a safe. Right. Yeah. We could have a safe here, but we don't. So. We don't. We had that little tiny lockbox that we kept like petty cash in. And then it got stolen when we got broken into. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I And we were, we were like, how much money was in there? And everyone's like, I don't know. It yeah. was probably like $4. Yeah, we didn't have much in there. So <laughs> Couldn't even buy a scooters. Right. Maybe a bottle of water. Maybe. If you're lucky. All right. The takeaways from today's podcast are what is a trust account? And a trust account is as a reminder, a safe place for unearned client money, why law firms have trust accounts, again, as a safe place for clients' money, and it might not actually be a safe, we talked about that, and if you wanna know more about how Hightower Ref Law keeps money safe, just go to our website. Peace out. Trust us. Thank you for listening to the Lady Lawyer League podcast and be sure to like and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. If you would like to learn more about our firm, Hightower Ref Law, please visit our website at hrlawomaha.com. We'll see you next week.